Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Good morning, world. Good afternoon, if you're listening in the afternoon, and good evening, if it's the evening when you hit play. Hello, and welcome to Trust the Tape. This is episode 3.6.2019. That's March 6th of 2019. The Combine is over, and we are here. I'm Jeff Cavanaugh at JC1053 on Twitter, alongside the great Dane Brugler at DP Brugler on Twitter, who made it back from Indy. Congrats on making it back, Dane. I did. It was uh, it was cold, but you know what? We did it. It was another year. It's fun. Learned a lot. A lot happened. It's always the most productive trip um, this year included. What'd you learn? Uh, I learned that. Could I just say what did you learn, and then just turn the mic off and come back in forty five minutes and <laughs> stop and yeah, post it. A lot of people think that Kyler Murray is going number one overall, and I'm not talking about media fans. I'm talking about personnel people. So that's interesting. Um, a lot of different opinions on the pass rushers in this draft. Um, a lot of variants on a lot of positions. Can we know? start real quick on the Kyler thing? Because this is what's driving me nuts about the world. Uh, is the idea that, who was it? It was Kurt Warner and some Peter King quoted a, quote, renowned GM. And both of them said, oh, Josh Rosen? Yeah, that'll get you a third round pick. Yeah. Is everybody high? Is that what's going on there? Because if you're trading for a quarterback who's affordable and young, right. the going rate is not a third-round pick. If Josh Rosen gets traded and they get a third-round pick, I'm going to quit the podcast because there's no way that's going to happen. Zero chance. Book uh, it. He's worth more than a third-round pick. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. It. He's worth more than a third, but I, it's not a lock they're going to get a first-rounder for him. I think they could get... If it's a third, I quit, and you have to do the podcast. <laughs> I don't know who. I think, like... If I'm the Cardinals, I'm looking for a second this year and a third next year. That's what I'm looking for. So That might work. That might work. I don't think you're getting a first round. It's like Teddy Bridgewater to back up for a team for one year was a third round pick. If you think you're getting a starter for the next four years at an mm-hmm. affordable rate, right. and you can get him for a third round pick, then Arizona should just keep them both. But here's the thing. was Well, no, you can't do that. Sure you can. No, Figure you it can't. out as you go. Which one you use better? I'll no, trade the other one you, later. You will destroy your locker room and your two quarterbacks. You can't you play scared, Dane. 21-year-old, 22-year-old kids? Yeah, they would not handle that well. Which one do you think is more insecure? Which one do you think would be most you find sad? out pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, uh, it, like, uh, you, the thing is, we don't know what teams... We know what Cardinals thought about Josh Rosen. We don't know how 31 other teams thought of Josh Rosen... Uh, you know, there might have only been three or four teams that were seriously considering Josh Rosen in the first round. Now you factor in a full year that you can watch him on tape and have an updated opinion. 
who knows? There might not be a single team that, or maybe they're the, the two teams that were considering him in the first round. Maybe they have their quarterback. So yeah, there's just so many. There's limited options, I think, for Josh Rosen because of how teams thought of him at this time last year, and now we have an updated opinion of who he is based on how his rookie year went. And honestly, you have to factor in that if a team is willing to get unload him for a discounted rate after one year, what does that tell you about how the last year went? With Josh Rosen in your building. Nobody knows Josh Rosen better. The 32 teams, no one knows him better than the Cardinals. And they're willing to unload him for a 5'10 electric quarterback who, he's a risk. There's no question Kyler's a risk. But if that's the direction they want to go, what does that tell you about how the Josh Rosen experiment went in year one? So, I mean, people can talk all they want about how, yeah, he did this on tape, he did this on, that's great. But if you don't have some concern I mean, you have to. You have to have some level of concern there. And that's why the market value, market value is only what, you know, a team's willing to pay. And so the market value on Josh Rosen, again, if I'm the Cardinals, I'm looking to get a second and then another, hopefully another high pick, like a third, if you can get it. Uh, maybe a conditional pick based on how much Rosen plays. But, okay. Because if you didn't like him or if you don't like him or if you have all those concerns, I would just say you're out on him. Sure. My opinion would be you're out or you're in. Mm-hmm. And if you're in and you say, okay, yeah, you know what? That's that's worth it. Then it's not a third round pick. It's more than that. Well, let's say you're the Redskins. Unless you're the one team that's like in the entire league that's like, oh, we're interested, but right. we know no one else is. So we're just kind of interested. Let's say you're the Redskins and you are in a position where you're looking for a quarterback for 2019. Alex Smith, probably not going to play. Uh, you know, you can go with a stopgap option with uh, you know, the Colt McCoy, the. San, Mark Sanchez, Josh Johnson, the whoever else you want to pick up off the trash heap, you can go that direction this year, go with Alex Smith in 2020, and then, you know, but you're still looking for long-term options. I mean, I'd, I'd be, you go and get Josh Rosen. But again, we don't know how, what Jay Gruden thought of of Rosen coming through the draft. And uh, it's just, there's going to be a lot of different opinions out there on that. I mean, people forget Josh Rosen was the fourth quarterback drafted uh, last year. And so I just, I don't think we really grasp who is interested and uh, you know how how that might affect his value. So it's going to be a fascinating discussion, though, uh, if the Cardinals do end up taking Murray, which, again, there's a lot of people in the NFL that think that's going to happen. Did any of the quarterbacks at the Combine, you feel like, help themselves? No, not really. That's what I th- I'm watching. And I'm just like, yep, there they are. There's the quarterbacks. Yeah, <laughs> nothing I mean, special, nothing it, up or down. Right. And I don't think anyone drastically hurt themselves either. You right. know, and that's that should be a lesson to any quarterback that's thinking about throwing at the combine. You really, unless you just totally bomb and you know, uh, piss down your leg, you are not going to hurt yourself because teams understand this is a it's a tough environment. It's you're throwing to receivers, a lot of timing routes, a lot of receivers you've never thrown to. The chemistry's not there. You know, you really only have a chance to help yourself at the combine, but really, none of these quarterbacks I thought you know took advantage of it. Um, now, I heard positive things about Dwayne Haskins in the interview process uh, during the combine, so that was positive to hear and kind of backs up what most of us thought. Um, but you know, that's hopefully he throws better at the at the pro day. And for Kyler, comes down to the Oklahoma pro day. Um, yeah, you know, I, I don't know if I want to go to that pro day. It's going to be such a circus. I mean, I've, I've been to the Oklahoma Pro Day before. Maybe he'll just skip that, too. Just say, hey, I'm just going to go with my game tape. See you guys at the draft. Well, I, he's not going to run. I mean, I'd be completely shocked if he runs a 40-yard dash or does any other drill. He's just going to focus on your throwing. Um, you know, he came in at 207 pounds. Everyone knows that's not his playing weight. I mean, he's probably closer to 195, sub-200 pounds, and that's fine. You know, like, 
around around 200 pounds is more than the 190 I think we all thought he'd be. So if you can run a four three, why don't you run? Because you were just setting yourself up for disappointment, you know. Because yeah. if you don't, if you run a four four six, then it's is oh. that bad? <laughs> no, of course not. But so much about the 40 yard dash is training, and you know, just if you're not a track athlete, if you're not used to coming out of a three point stance. Yeah, but no, I mean, I, a part of me agrees with you. Lamar Jackson last year, you're fast, man. Why not run and just show it off and get people buzzing about it? But And you can, well, and I guess if you think you might be going number one overall, it doesn't matter, but true, not just random people. You can trick NFL teams. Like, guys elevate themselves at the combine by running really fast <laughs> that we already knew were really fast. And it, it really yeah. happens. No, it, In the yeah, NFL, it, does. it happens. It does. Like, guys go, oh, my God. <laughs> Look at the speed on well, that. It's like you already knew he was fast, but it, they move up. I, I struggle with this because, you know, to steal a term from Josh Norris from Roto World, you know, don't count it twice. But at the same time, there is some, sometimes when you see it live and you see it happen, like, it, it, oh man, he really is fast. It, sometimes when you just see it, like, okay, I was in the stadium. The only t- chance I had to be in the stadium at the combine was for the offensive line workout Friday morning. And seeing Andre Dillard. Like I saw him, I saw him live at the Senior Bowl. But seeing him move compared it's my to OT one, seeing him move compared to everybody else, he's a special athlete. Like his feet, his hips, his movement skills, the body control, he just moved differently than everybody else. And there's something when you see it, and that's why you know I hear a lot of people talk about the underwear Olympics, and you know they should be doing these drills with pads on. Seeing these guys without pads gives you a much better idea of just their athleticism and their movements, especially one after the other. So you can compare Andre Dillard to the next guy and the next guy. And so watching that live, seeing Andre Dillard move like that, I walked away saying, you know, this guy, it shouldn't surprise anybody when he's a top 15 pick. Uh, I mean, he's a uh, he need, uh, 315 pounds. He's a lot bigger than we thought. Uh, there, there does He needs to get better in some areas in terms of his anchor and just handling power, but foot quickness and the movement skills, man, he's special. So what do you want to do? You want to go position by position here or just some of the guys that kind of headlined it? And sure. The Let's go position by position. I mean, we just kind of did quarterbacks and touched on Haskins and Murray. I don't, you know, I don't think Drew Locke, Daniel Jones, um, Will Greer, Will Greer, he might have hurt himself a little bit. He, I was struggling with him. My guy will be him. all right. Don't worry about it. My guy will be all right. Uh, He's going to be the one non-first-round quarterback that's going to end up being a starter in this league, Dane. Don't worry about my guy, Will. Multi, like multi-year starter? Yeah, don't worry not about Not just a plug-em? Or not yeah, a, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He's going to be all right. Yeah. All right, running been crunching backs. the numbers, been checking the analytics. They like my guy, Will. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll did with Did you check my piece on that? I did. Yeah, I saw your piece, yeah. He, yeah uh, he, he did okay. Actually, he did okay with the analytics part of it, but... You know, that's just one piece of the puzzle. Don't worry about my guy. He's going to be great. Running backs, Josh Jacobs did not work out, didn't do anything. Um, so he's out. What a jerk. How about Devin Singletary? That was a really big surprise. Coming, He tested like a below average athlete. Four, six speed. Uh, three cone was abysmal. For a guy that just makes guys miss like it's nothing. I've seen this. I've seen this show before. And so I really, I want to say I don't worry about it at all. But I don't worry about it much with running backs. With running backs. With running back, I think I trust the tape more than the workout, more than any other position. We're just, I'd agree. I've seen him play. Right. There's, it's not like a running back has to line up directly across from somebody and beat them in any way. Your right. job is to play your position, which is 
totally different. So I wouldn't worry about it because I remember Dalvin Cook tested as a bad athlete. And I said, that's fine. Anybody can say that if they right. want to. I said, he can fly and I'll take him mm-hmm. and he's going to be good. And he was and he will be and he's going to be. That's fair. So Singletary, whatever. I won't move him. Where'd I you have he'll him? He'll be fine. Second round. Yeah. So did I. And I'm going to leave him there. Number two running back? Right now, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm move him. I agree. I mean, part of it makes me question the level of competition. You know, I mean, he didn't face the, you know, big time defenses. And that fact, the factored in the original evaluation, but now after below average testing, it makes you wonder a little bit more. So go back and revisit his tape a little bit. But I lean towards what you're saying, um, you know, especially for the. And that's the thing. These drills, they matter from position to position. And I agree with you when it comes to running back, so much more about. That position is instinctive, it's vision, it's the ability to process. how you deal with getting hit and keep running. Right, (laughs) You're not going to be able to measure my tackle breaking in these drills. Making split-second decisions, yeah, no question. So I I would tend to agree with you there. Uh, Any other running? Justice Hill had a pretty good workout. Um, You know, not that I think anybody expected anything else. Miles Sanders uh, did really well. Just wish Miles Sanders could hold on to the football. Uh, he's got a fumbling problem. David Montgomery didn't test well, but we didn't really expect him to. So I don't, I don't know. I don't think any of these running backs really did much to necessarily change my original opinion of them. I mean, maybe you know Justice Hill. Uh, he was my I think number eleven running back. Maybe I bump him up uh, a spot or two just because I, I, in the right fit. You know, I think he could be a uh, a nice complimentary back. But. Yeah, whichever one of these running backs goes to a team that passes the ball a lot and mm. passes it really well, it's going to be an awesome running back because they're sure. running backs. Sure. That's how it works. All right. Go to Pittsburgh, go to Kansas City, and whoever you are, you'll be fine. Wide receiver. Uh, DK is the probably the story. DK Metcalf. Yeah, looks like and he was which made one in a is, laboratory. Which one is the story? That he has uh, not enough body fat. He should technically be dead if that's a real <laughs> number. So I don't think he really has one point something percent body fat. Uh, but yeah, they use his comp on TV was the Batman suit. Gosh. So what was he six three two twenty eight? Yeah. And ran a four three three. Yeah. So he's a freak. And now I've seen video of him run the three cone drill, and he can't change direction at all. Nope. To save his life. But he can sure run fast, and he can sure power through people, and he can sure toss around cornerbacks, right. and he can hurt you down the field. I, it, it's weird because I think most of the time now in the NFL, what I'm looking for, uh, like if I wanted to go in recent years, like the prospect that it's like, all right, I want one that looks like that. It would be Stephon Diggs. I want the route runners. Mm-hmm. I want the guys who are going to get me separation, and he's not that. That's why we like Calvin Ridley so much last yeah, year. Yeah, but his – raw tools are so good that you almost are scared not to have him as your number one wide receiver. Right. There's guys in this class that I really like as route runners, but I don't think I can put him in front of this guy, even though he can't turn (laughs) at all. I mean, he's kind of like, like almost like Ted Ginn. If he was on steroids, he's going to run goes, you know, like slants. Exactly. Stop. He's a straight line athlete. Yeah. And that's, that's fine. I mean, you can, he can still be a big play weapon at the NFL level as a straight line guy. It's just you have to temper expectations for what he's going to be. He's not going to be Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon could do a lot more than just run in a straight line. And and this matches what he did on tape. Like that's what Ole Miss asked him to do, and that's what he did, and he he did a fine job at it. But I it boggles my mind how people are excited about the forty and the and the vert and the jumps but not concerned about the three cone of the short shuttle. Like it, it, you can't pick and choose which numbers are going to be 
You know, especially with receivers. I mean, his short his short shuttle and three cone were only worse than Tom Brady's. Like his story, and you go back, and yeah, you can find a wide receiver who had a bad three cone. You can find a, a receiver who had a bad short shuttle. It's hard to find a receiver who a productive NFL receiver who had both a b- below average and way below average three cone and a short shuttle. So Jarvis Landry, it happened to him, and that's the list. That's where the list about ends. So it, it you can't find many examples of productive NFL wide receiver. And that's, I'm not saying DK Metcalf cannot be a productive NFL receiver. I absolutely think he can. There is a point in the first round where I would take him. But people saying, "Oh, top ten now." Why? What do we not? What do we know about DK Metcalf now that we didn't before? We know he's big and he's fast, and that's what he can do. But he's not a natural pass catcher. He's not a natural route runner. And you know, if you combined AJ Brown, who is a natural pass catcher, is a natural route runner. And DK Metcalf, yeah, you'd probably have the perfect wide receiver prospect. But, you know, we don't have that. And so, yes, I would take DK Metcalf at some point in the first round because I think he could be a big play weapon at the next level, especially vertically. But And and I think that he can grow as a receiver. It's not like the book is completely written on him. He's still a young player. But everyone's saying that he's top 10 now or, you know, excited about the 40 without having a little bit of concern about the change of direction stuff. I, it's it's confusing. I think I'm kind of doing this on the fly, but I think and I believe it. Yeah, I don't think I'm I'm not going to have a first round graded receiver. I don't blame you, not at all. Yeah, I'm not going to have any. And what have we been saying this entire year? There's not. And I like a lot of them. We yeah, were talking exactly. about this before we went on the air. I've got a list of 14 guys that I like between the second and third rounds. Yeah, we talked like, about all right, here's 14 of them. We talked about this in October. How there really wasn't a top 25 receiver. Uh, or at least a lock. Top Metcalf's not perfect, obviously. Hollywood Brown is hurt. Preston Williams is off the pounds. field. And then I'm down to Debo Samuel and A.J. Brown and Deontay Johnson at Toledo and Riley Ridley and Nikhil Harry. And then I got my little slot guys. Then I got my speed guys, Paris Campbell and Emmanuel Hall. And it's like, I got yep. all these names. Uh, and D.K. Metcalf's not going to be the one I feel the best about having a productive career. Right. I don't feel like I would have better odds that he's productive than his teammate, A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. There's a potential that he goes and gets me 18 touchdowns in a season. So it's like, okay, I get the value. I get why you would value it. Right. But he's also, man, I played wide receiver at a really low level, Dane. <laughs> I, I need you to know how to play the position. Yes. Not absolutely. just run, jump, and throw people around. That's why, yeah, we love Calvin Ridley because he was a polished route runner. And that's why I think we both like Riley Ridley. Not in the first, but as a guy that can be a, a, a productive NFL receiver because he's a polished route runner. Uh, not, the, not an elite athlete, but so much of the difference between once you get to the NFL level is technical skill. Like, it's a big difference. Offensive line, defensive line, corners, wide receivers, doesn't matter your position. Technical skill is a huge part of being in the NFL. It's because everybody's big, everybody's fast, everybody's a premier athlete in the NFL. It's, you know, the technical skill that really separates a lot of guys. So, and especially wide receiver, I think Paris Campbell uh, wouldn't be shocked to see. I mapped out my mock draft, I actually submitted it. I don't think it's going to be up till Friday, though. He came in the first round uh, to the Raiders at 27, which I'm fascinated by that. I, I, I'm crossing my fingers the Raiders take a receiver at 27. Wait, Al's not still with us. Yeah, but it's just, you know John Gruden's going to love that. And you picked the fast that. guy. You know John Gruden's going to love that speed. But I'm hoping for a wide receiver at 27. Oh, just so we can so compare, we can compare to Amari Cooper forever? Yeah, exactly. Amari Cooper, uh, Paris Campbell, how do they compare the rest of their careers? Um, 
any of these other receivers really stand out to you? Uh, the Hall. Notre Dame guy I thought really helped himself yeah. and um, made me... Miles Boykin. Right. So while I'm watching the combine and just look looking over some of the numbers, Miles Boykin I looked at and I was like, holy cow, those are really good numbers. So I hadn't studied him yet, so uh-huh. I did. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I think you couple the tape with that workout and suddenly you're interested in, right. on day three. Yeah. Uh, maybe the fourth or fifth round you start looking at. So... That, to me, that's what the combine can do for you and should do for you. It's very rare that I'll take a guy and be like, "Oh, got to drop him three rounds." Little Jordan Humphrey and his four seven. Uh, that hurts. That a hurts. Bit. But we already knew it. Yeah, we he's basically four seven. End. We thought four six. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll give you one. Isaac Nauta, yeah, Georgia tight end. He ran a four nine. Yeah. How far do you drop him? Good question. Because based on his tape, I haven't changed my opinion that he's going to play tight end in the, in the league for a decade. Mm-hmm. I still think he will. Yeah. So how far did what do you do with him? We're in a four nine. Right. That's not good. Not good at all. What grade you have on him? I had him in the second. Yeah. That's tough. Now I, mean, I got him in the third. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I moved him a little bit. I had him in the third, and now you know maybe it's a three four. You know it's it, that's that's tough because he I thought he'd run much faster than he did. Um, but yeah, with Miles Boykin. He plays athletic, but he doesn't play fast. I don't. I didn't think like there are times where you see it, but not consistently. You didn't consistently see four four two speed, uh, and especially from a guy that's six four two twenty. Now again, you see the athleticism, especially when the ball's in the air. He can adjust. He can track. He can go get the football. But I didn't see four four two speed on a consistent basis from him. I wish I did, but we didn't. Yeah, and I don't know if he really knows. Totally what he's doing, playing the position. Mm -hmm. Like some of these guys just look really natural when you're in a route. And now, okay, there is a defender Mm. in the way of my route. How do we handle this? How do I set him up? How do I get around him? How do I avoid contact? And he, like a lot of other guys, I feel like is just kind of running. Where it's just like, well, yeah, my route is a post, so I'm just going to run this direction. And here we go. But I think, you know, having that sort of workout probably gives a team – uh, hope that there's something there to work with and try to turn him into that's a contributing key. NFL receiver. Exactly. And that's, you know, these workout times, they don't just bump guys up a couple rounds, but teams draft traits. And the traits are what we see at the combine. And that helps teams just give them optimism that there's more there. And to me, I did my combine uh, wrap up, and there were three categories risers, fallers, and guys that are sending evaluators back to the tape. And Miles Boykin is just like DK Metcalf is at the at the the third category, sending evaluators back to the tape just to get a better idea about how that athleticism translates to the football field. Oh man, I wrote something about Cole Beasley this morning, and it went up about an hour ago. And now he's tweeting. Everybody's telling me what I'm worth. Let's just wait and see. I'm sorry, Cole. I didn't mean to say that about you. Was he reacting to your article? Is he, I don't know. Does he have an athletic subscription? Uh, well, he is a he is a Google your own name guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah, and his name I think is in the title. Like, if Cole Beasley's going to get twenty million guaranteed, mm. it'll be elsewhere. Uh, so here's some guys you can look. He's at. not going to get twenty million guaranteed, is he? That's what he says he wants. I, I know that's what he wants, but I want it too. No, one, so. no one's going to give him that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, okay, anything else on receivers? Anything else on receivers? Um, no, I mean, the guys that ran fast ran fast, or that we thought would run fast ran fast. Nicole Hardman ran fast. Andy Isabella. Uh, Manuel Hall, who, if Manuel Hall could stay healthy, like, if he had the toughness to stay on the football field, like, I worry about that because, you know, these hamstring issues, the groin issues, I mean, he had to pull out of the combine because of it. If he could stay on the football field, 
this guy would be, in my opinion, top senior receiver in this draft. Ahead of Debo, ahead of Paris Campbell, ahead of all those guys. But I just can't trust him to stay on the field. And that's going to knock him down a little bit, at least. So uh, Darius Slayton, who not enough people are talking about. He has a chance to go in the top 100 picks. Uh, he had a really good workout. Uh, Terry McLaurin from Ohio State, not to be lost with Paris Campbell. Uh, he had a really good workout. Um, some guys that ran slow, uh, at least slower than we thought. Lil Jordan Humphrey in the mid four sevens. Uh, Jacoby Myers, I thought he'd run a little bit better than that. Um, but I think overall, these wide receivers, uh, they showed well, helped themselves. Tight end. We mentioned Georgia's tight end, Isaac Nauta, did not have a good workout because a 4.9240 is not going to help an NFL tight end. Anything uh, change at the top for you in terms of the two Iowa guys and the Alabama No, because if you change something, once again, it means you counted something twice. Yeah. Noah Fant had an awesome workout because he's an awesome athlete. 4.5040, cone. And silly. Irv Smith and TJ Hawkinson had solid uh, combines because they're solid athletes. Yeah. So what you I saw on Irv tape Smith, is what you saw on tape. I thought Irv Smith was tested a little bit better than that. Yeah. I was surprised. He was shorter. Uh, he was under 6'3". I thought he'd be a little bit taller than that. And he didn't test as well as I thought. Now I'm not going to move him, but he's not a guy who I think would should be in the first round conversation. Um, I didn't think so before, but I thought eh, maybe if a team needs a tight end and Fant and Hawkinson are off the board, maybe you take Irv Smith in the late first. But I, you know, I don't. After the combine, I'm not feeling like that anymore. I'll tell you a guy who needs to be talked about more is Kahale Waring from San Diego State. Um, this is a guy who helped himself at the combine, and he was creating buzz before the combine. Uh, and I wrote about him in my wrap-up. You can uh, find out more about his background, but basically this guy didn't touch a football until his senior year in high school. Played every single sport besides football. Uh, goes to San Diego State as a walk-on. He didn't even know how many players were supposed to be on the field at the same time. Uh, this this guy's really raw, but he's a really good athlete. You see the natural athleticism. Um, I, I think he's put himself in that uh, top 100 mix, possibly, borderline top 100, for a team looking for an, a big upside tight end. Doesn't have to play right away, but down the line you're going to have something special. Uh, so I think Waring helped himself. Um, Knox ran okay. Sternberger was okay. I don't know. None of these other tight ends really, I thought. I mean, Caden Smith was, I thought, a little below average. Not that we expected him to be a world-class athlete. But UCLA tight end ran well just because he wants me to have to keep tripling down and being like, I don't think he's a good prospect. He's not a good prospect. I don't know. <laughs> but he ran well. Caleb Wilson to... is not a good prospect. <laughs> no, Sorry. he's not. The tape is not good. <laughs> he's got stats. He's got some stats, and he yeah. ran well, though. So now I'm in trouble with no UCLA fans. No thanks. Uh, Foster Moreau that play, uh, did a nice job. He had a nice combine. Yeah, I think the... yeah Josh Oliver, Drew Sample, a couple of good seniors in this group. So it's it's a... It's a pretty deep tight end group, not necessarily the strongest in terms of top 75 guys. I mean, I think Hawkinson, Fant, Irv Smith go top 75. Maybe Jay Sternberger gets in there. But beside that, I'm not sure that's going to be a, a strong tight end group in the first two and a half rounds. Okay, so now we are moving on to our offensive lineman. You mentioned uh, Dillard, the Washington tackle. He had a great combine. Yeah. On the field stuff looked really, really good. Really impressive. Who else in that group uh, jumped out to you? Uh, I thought center, Jonah, the NC State center had a good. Yeah, he was course. awesome. He's in my updated mock draft. I'm going mid first round. Um, if you need a, especially if you're a zone team, uh, zone blocking scheme. If you need a center, just draft Garrett Bradbury in the first, and you have the position locked up for the next dozen years. Um, Jonah Williams, I thought. Looked good. He was, he's, uh, to me, he's a top offensive lineman in this draft. 
I thought the really all the tackles did a nice job. Greg Little was he was up and down. Uh, you're gonna have to really trust the tape on him. Cody Ford, Jawan Taylor. Jawan Taylor didn't do a full workout because of his injury, but um, what he did do, he looked good. Uh, Yadni Kajus from West Virginia. I don't, I don't know. I don't. People are way higher on him than I think NFL teams are. I don't get it with him. But um, what was his workout like, Dane? Pretty good. Uh, I don't remember his times, but he his his workout kind of matched his tape. Like it's all over the place. He's yeah. unbalanced. He's um, out of control. He moves okay. Like you can see, he's a former basketball athlete, but he's all over the place. And I don't know. I need my blockers to have some type of balance. Um, Max Sharping did all right. Uh, Caleb McGarry did okay. I heard a lot of negative things about Chuma Doga in terms of how he interviewed and maturity and. Oh. So, really talented guy, but, man, the football character is going to be a deal-breaker for some teams. Well, how about that Florida pass rusher? How's his, uh, how did his interviews go? I heard he didn't. He he's said not he in my first round anymore. He said he doesn't watch tape of himself. He's th- th- Some of the words that were, I was told by um, different, multiple sources, one used temperamental, another used train wreck, so, oh no! Yeah, those are not the. Oh you, no! When you want to talk about T words, you want you want to hear terrific. You yeah. want to hear uh, totally awesome. Uh huh. Not train wreck and temperamental. So that's what the Jachai polite uh, was. That's how his interviews went. And that's we talked about this going into the combine. Character was an issue. And you know, I heard from Florida fans. Well, he's never been arrested. His teammates love him. The coaches speak highly of him. And I. My only answer to he those... He ran a bad 40, his body looked sloppy, he said he doesn't watch himself on tape, and he well, didn't interview well. My only answer to that was, like, I don't know what to tell you, except teams are telling me that the football character and the personal character is kind of a mess. And so, I've never talked to him, I'm just telling you what NFL teams are telling me, and this is before the Combine. Uh, now, and, you know, I wrote, it, part, it was part of his profile in my pre-Combine rankings, now after the Combine, that holds true, uh, did not do well in, in the interview portion. And then, yeah, you mentioned he came in 16 pounds heavier than when he was listed out of Florida, goes out, runs a 4.8, jumps uh, poorly, and then bows out, citing, uh, what, a hamstring. So, you know, it's it's going to come down to his pro day. Now, if he can get in better shape for a pro day and run better, then that's going to help. But still, there's more questions than anything else with Jachai Polite and that could absolutely knock him out of the first round. Okay, I guess we are kind of to that portion of the broadcast here where we're on the edges. Um, everybody, like Bosa, great. You look great. Moved yep. great. You were great. Uh, Josh jo- Allen. Josh Allen, you look great. Moved great. Rashawn Gary wasn't necessarily a freak, we thought, but still, 40 was great. 10 yards Good. was great. Montez Sweat was he the freak. destroyed the combine. Montez Sweat. Does that change your opinion at all about him? Uh, I know. Now, this, he was... Even more athletic than I thought, mm-hmm. but going back to the common theme, I'm not going to count anything twice. Watching him on tape, you knew that he ran really, really, really well. Yeah, you knew that he could run around people and hit quarterbacks. You knew that he could chase the ball and He's, make he, plays. He plays the run well, so it makes sense with uh, who he is physically that he's going to go in the first round. I had him as a second round guy, but it doesn't matter because if you're an edge rusher with those tools, you get right. picked in the first. There's no doubt about it. So if you need a pass rusher in the top 15 picks, you wouldn't take him. Uh, if he's the next one up. I mean, once I mean, once Bose is gone, you're taking the second rounder over first rounder. Allen is gone. Well, let me think about it. Uh, let me see here. It depends on my team. Yeah, it depends on my team. I wouldn't want to. 
I'm trying to think who, who he would be going over that I have a first round grade on. I don't know what people and don't no. like about him. Uh, like he's not. The, I feel like he. He's not gets, Von Miller when I talk about like bend. You know, like he's not that type of yeah, bendy, he's not bendy guy. He's just run around you and then run right. fast to where he's going. Um, I just felt like that dude got blocked a lot. Sure. Like when you run the ball, uh, Kansas State just they blocked him. God, he just got blocked. I don't like my my defensive ends getting. I don't want you to be able to be sustained on. Once somebody is blocking you, get rid of them. But I, the pass rush is what's the premium there. So last two years, only Josh Allen has more sacks in in college football. I get it. I totally get it. Uh, he's an incredible athlete. He's going to be able to affect the quarterback. That matters big time. So he gets to go in the first round. Who do you Makes like sense. better, him or Brian Burns? <sighs> Talking about a guy that can't get off blocks. Yeah. Brian Burns is a liability in the run game. Yeah. That worries me. Now, I like the bend. I like the athleticism as a pass rusher, and that's why he's going first round. But, I mean, you watch him against Max Sharping in Northern Illinois. I mean, he was controlled the entire game. Once once a blocker is able to get their hands on him, it's kind of done. So, I like Brian Burns. I love the athleticism, but I don't know. I mean, I, there's some still there's some questions there. Well, you know, the guy that I was trying to get to play defensive end had a combine that said I can't take him in the top two rounds anymore. Polite? No, my guy at TCU. Oh, my uh, Collier. Collier. It's like, man, that is a weird build you got going on, and that I, wasn't a good workout. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I saw him. <laughs> I saw his way in at the Senior Bowl, and he was sloppy there. Yeah. Um, and I don't. When I watched his tape, I liked him, but I didn't see much bend from him, and that's why. And I and I think that showed in the three cone. His three cone was abysmal. So, yeah, I mean, I still like all Jay Collier. I gave him a late second-round grade. Uh, you know, maybe that it pushes him to the early third. I don't know. But he's still a late two, early three for me. Well, see you, LJ. I was on your side, but now i got to move on. Uh, these defensive tackles, Quinn Williams tested, I think, even better than expected. Yeah, after a breakfast of four double-stuffed Oreos. Yeah, why not? Yeah, he had four double-stuffed Oreos, then went out and ran a 4.87. His agent said, go ahead and shut it down. You're good. He said, yeah. no, I'm going to run again, and he ran a 4.83. He's a boss. <laughs> Dude is so good. Like, that about, was a safe pick. That's a safe pick. Stats, tape, testing. Quinn Williams kind of got it all. Uh, yeah, I, he's he's a young guy, and but besides that, yeah, what, and I'm not sure what you don't like about Quentin Williams. He's if if you think he's the top player in this draft, I'm not going to argue with you. I think it's Nick Bosa, but if you don't have Quentin Williams in, with a top, they're both safe. If you don't think he's one of the top two players in this draft, I highly disagree with you. I'll just leave it at that. I think between Bosa, Williams, and Hawkinson, those are the three that I would say. Once you picked them, great job. Feel good. Shut it down. You yeah. made a great pick. You're you're safe. They're going to be great. You're good. Ed Oliver uh, jumped really well. Uh, unfortunately, did not run. Uh, we'll see. Have to wait for his pro day to do that. Draymond, or Dexter Lawrence, man, he's seeing him in person up close. He's one of the most impressive looking players I've ever seen in my life. Like he is, his shoulders are so broad. <laughs> his body is so filled out. Like he just and he carries it so well. Like he's not overweight. What about he's, Sean Oakman? Is it better than Sean Oakman was? He started popping up in my timeline recently. Well, yeah, he was found not guilty of something, so people are trying to get him yeah. back in football. But that Dexter Lawrence is so impressive, uh, just physically looking. Like that's what you want your defensive lineman to look like. And then he went out at two hundred and forty plus pounds and ran a what a five oh four. I mean, just ridiculous. Had the most bench press reps of anybody at the combine this year. 
I think it was at 36. So, you know, Dexter Lawrence tested like a freak. He's going to be really interesting because he's he doesn't give you much pass rush value on tape, but you think there's upside there to be better in that area? We'll see. So where he lands in the first round, if he lands in the first round, will be interesting. Draymond Jones was really disappointing. That made me feel good. He's a splash player. On I don't team. ever want to cheer. I don't ever want to cheer against a young person. I want everybody to be rich and be an awesome player. But you, but I never saw what everybody else was seeing from you him. You didn't think he was he could split gaps and rush after. I mean, get after the quarterback. I mean, like he showed he could yeah, do that. Yeah, once in a while. Yeah, yeah. He was a fl- he was a flash player who I watched the guy stand straight up and just get blocked a ton. And once in a while, he would get between a gap. And I heard people talking about the first round, and I was just like, what, "Is that the guy? I'm watching the same guy." But okay, yeah. But your issues were more power and technique, right? Yeah. But he tested like a very poor athlete. And that's yeah. what I it is confusing because he plays quicker and better, more athletic than what he tested, especially for a guy. I get 281 pounds. Like you expect much better than what yeah, Raymond Jones did. So that was, I thought he was definitely a, a faller from what he put on, uh, what he did at the combine. Jerry Tillery tested really well. Again, the problems with Tillery, he's a first round talent. Teams are just going to be concerned about the football character and stuff like that. So we'll have to see where Tillery lands. Uh, Kalen Saunders from Western Illinois continues to uh, rise throughout the process. One of the top small school guys this year. Uh, who are these defensive tackles did well? Yeah, they're D-tackles. They don't do well. They just showed up and they were D-tackles. Kevin man. Givens from Penn State, former linebacker who... Was there anybody in there that well. really jumped where you were like, oh man, I do need to go watch the go check the tape again? From one of the defensive tackles? Yeah. Um, did anybody really do some really, really solid numbers where it was like, oh... Let me check that out. Yeah, I think Kevin Givens, I'm, I want to give him more of a shot. I mean, I, he doesn't have great tape, so I'm going to go back and just see how much that athleticism really translates. I thought it did some, but he might be better as a base end. Um, but some of the guys, it was more the other way, where guys did not really impress me, Who? And, but I like their tape. Like Isaiah Bugs from Alabama. like him, uh, but he does not... I didn't. Th- I didn't like what he did at Senior Bowl. I didn't like what he did at the Combine. I need to go back to the tape and make sure that I'm you know, if I'm trusting the tape, uh, that I'm trusting what I saw initially and not maybe, you know, I didn't miss something. So, Bugs, uh, definitely I need to go back and watch. At linebacker, the Devons win. They're both. The I mean, Devons win the, get, win the day. And I, then- I've been hung up on Bush and his lack of size and lack of length because you do see it at times. I don't care, man. Just get him on my team. I don't care. He's a top 20 pick, top 15 pick maybe in this draft. I'm, I'm Devin Bush, man. And, and I like Devin White. He's... I worry about him in coverage. I like Devin Bush better in coverage, um, but he can move really well, and I, you're going to project him forward. So both these linebackers, White and Bush, are top 20 picks in this draft. And then who is the other guy that kind of showed up and had a great combine that you had in your top 10 linebackers? Blake already? Cashman from Cashman. Minnesota. Yeah. yeah, He's fun. He uh, he was a, a special teamer, reserve the first three years, uh, became a starter as a senior from Minnesota, racked up over 100 tackles in 12 games. Uh, and you see the athleticism. He moves well. He's he going full Vanderesh here. No, no. Go up, start for a year, and then no. He's not that. He's he's more of a you know um, third, fourth round type of guy. Um, he does not have long arms, and that that you see that quite often when he tries to take on blocks and struggles to uh, shed and you know stay free. That that happens quite a bit on tape. But terrific athlete. Um, I think at worst you're getting a big time special teams player. But I do think that he can give you meaningful snaps in the NFL. So that's why I included him in my top 10. Uh, he was number nine, number eight, number nine, I believe, my pre combine linebacker rankings. And I mean, he's not going to drop from there, that's for sure. Okay, in the secondary, 
Uh, I know that uh, his agent on Twitter told everybody this was going to happen, and I, so I checked his name and watched his tape before the combine. Jamel Dean, I know, ran really well yep. at Auburn Corner. He yep. had, did he have a good full workout? I know the forty was great. Yeah, and he and he was a guy that was on my radar for a while because he went to Ohio State. Okay, he's a big time recruit. Went to Ohio State. They medically failed him because he had two knee injuries in high school. So they said, basically, we don't want you. And he was able to sit out, resurface at Auburn, suffered another knee injury. So he's had three major knee injuries uh, before he even started a college game. Stayed healthy the last two years. And then he was on Bruce Feldman's freak list uh, over the uh, before the college football season started as one of the biggest freaks as he ran a 4-3-1 and had all these great numbers. And so... You know, I think it was expected that he'd run well. The tape doesn't necessarily show a 4-3-0 athlete. It shows a good athlete. I didn't see necessarily 4-3-0. Um, but the medicals with Jamel Dean are going to be the biggest thing with three major knee injuries in his past. How the doctors and the medical staffs deal with that, that would be a big factor. How would you feel about the top guys at corner? Green. I thought for DeAndre Baker, I would have. Uh, he's actually he's my top corner. Is he? Yeah. Um I don't feel great about any of them. I like Greedy. Yeah. I like DeAndre Baker. I Byron like Murphy. Byron Murphy. Mm-hmm. I like them all. Rocky Sin. Uh, I like Rocky Sin. Yeah. But so like for Baker, I was like four, five, three. Okay, that works. It's good enough for right. the way that you play. For Murphy, four, five, five. Did he better that in the second run? I know he had a four, five, five on the board. Four, five, five was official. Okay, where it's like okay, that's not yeah. great. No, and, and plus you're five ten. Yeah, and then Greedy did run great. Four three seven. Greedy is less physical than I am at football, and <laughs> I haven't played in fifteen years. Yeah, that's the that's the big knock. He's you worry about the competitiveness. He leaves production on the field, um, but four three seven. He's long, and you know he he's a smooth athlete. Who and teams are also worried about kind of the background stuff, and you know who's who's in his camp, who's advising him, dif- different family dynamics, things like that. So Greedy, we. If we we might not see a corner on the top twenty picks this year, which hasn't happened in a couple of decades. So when you look at, it, I agree with you, Williams, Byron Murphy, Baker, Rocky Sin. I like these guys in the late first, but it's you know I don't love any of them in the top ten, top fifteen, top twenty. Um, some of these other guys, Joe Juan Williams from Vanderbilt. Whoops, man, we knew he wasn't really fast. I mean, you could say I posted a few clips on on Twitter. Like we we knew he wasn't fast. He gets beat. Um, if he doesn't make contact at the line of scrimmage, he gets beat vertically. But man, you can't run, go out there or run in the high four sixes and expect to go in the first fifty picks. It's not going to happen. So, Joe Juan Williams is going to be interesting. I think teams are going back to the tape to just see how much the speed affects him. Uh, Julian Love was average, which we expected um, in the long stuff, but looked good in the short area quickness uh, drills. Sean Bunting, more people need to talk about. I'm a big fan of his from Central Michigan. Uh, Isaiah Johnson from Houston is going to get way overdrafted because he's huge and he, he's a really good athlete. Uh, just extremely raw as a prospect. David Long from Michigan, have to mention him. Uh, a guy on tape doesn't get a lot of action, but uh, you see and that, that Don Brown defense, They ask he asks those guys to get physical and he does that. Um, but because he played a lot of press, because he played a lot of man-to-man, you didn't really get a chance to gauge that athleticism. Well, you got to see it at the combine. He ran a four four five. The three cone was You're like a six four. Yeah, six four five, which is <laughs> that's sick. not real. No, the average in the NFL for corners is got to be like six eight, six nine. 
Hold on. Let me pull it up here. Okay, Dane. Our, Stopping the show. The average Stop corner three-cone serial is 6.94. Okay. Yeah. That, I took the top 30 players at every position and got their averages for all their testing. And the top 30 corners in the NFL, the average is 6.94. So that's that's silly uh, quickness. And I think I looked it up as the fourth best three-cone time at any position over the last two decades. So not bad. Uh, have yourself a day, David Long. Uh, other corners, uh, da, 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 da. Kendall Sheffield, who was my pick to run the fastest 40, unfortunately. Hurt his boob. Uh, the day before benching tore the Packer as a partial tear. Unfortunately, he is done uh, for, he won't be able to work out prior to the draft. Mark Fields from Clemson, I thought, did well. He, he did not have a, this big-time career at Clemson, but he looked good at the Senior Bowl, looked at the Combine. I'm going to do more work on Mark Fields. Uh, overall, this corner group, Nothing crazy, nothing that really impressed you, but some solid uh, workout in there, which you would expect. They're the best athletes on your football team. And the safeties. Jonathan safeties. Abram? Was Jonathan Abram kind of lit it up, or was that just a 40 time? Um, Yeah, he did well. And I, I mean, the vertical was averaging, it was like 33 and a half. Yeah. I mean, but he's, I, I think you know exactly what Jonathan Abram is. I, I'm a fan. I think he's top three or four safety in this group. Um, the, uh, Nasir Adderley and Deontay Thompson did not work out. Taylor Rapp did not run a 40, but he ran really well uh, in the other drills. And he had a sub-four short shuttle, which is good to see. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson did uh, did well. Darnell Savage ran really well. Four threes. One Thornhill, uh, 44-inch vert. Not bad. Uh, yeah, that's not bad at all. Armani Hooker ran a lot better than I think a lot of people expected, so that was good to see. Um, really the safeties, I thought the ones that worked out helped themselves, uh, Adderley and Deontay Thompson did not, but who, who's your top three safeties in this group? Um, I like Adderley. I like Abram and Rap. I actually have not done, uh, Thompson yet. Okay. I'm short on safeties at the moment, but I did like Adderley. I like Abram and I like Rap. Okay. Those are my top three. Um, are they? Adderley, okay. Rap, Abram. Uh, then I have Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, then Deontay Thompson, then Juan Thornhill, Savage, Money Hooker. So, you know, it's a, it's a pretty solid group of safeties, depending on what you want. There's a little bit of something for everybody. All right, Dane, we're done today. We ran out of time. Show. It was a good show. It was a great show. Thanks for stopping by for the Combine Chair. That's Dane Brugler at DP Brugler. You can find him on The Athletic. I'm Jeff Cavanaugh. You can find me on 105.3 The Fan and DFW and on The Athletic DFW at JC1053 at DP Brugler. We will see you next week on Trust the Tape. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.